what's cooking up in the kitchen? Am I smelling that soul food? Oh, yes, it is soul food. The spiritual food for your spiritual nourishment. And you know what? This food will never expire. Never expire? I need this food every day. You are listening to these spiritual-based podcasts. There are many podcasts, but this one here is to satisfy your soul, to feed your spiritual hunger. Are you hungry for God? Don't let your soul be hungry. No matter where you are, whatever you are doing now, at work, home, or on the go, you can still listen here and right now, the uh, Soul Food Podcast. Don't let ever your soul to go hungry. It's, It's time, time for, for some, some Soul Food. food. I've adapted to the smell of marijuana and alcohol since I was a little child. I watched my mother inject heroin into her body, along with other toxic chemicals. When I was born, they found drugs in my blood from her. Perhaps this is a story of your life, in which you feel so trapped. As a child, you moved from home to home, living a troublesome life. As soon as you close your eyes to go to bed, the hell begins. You toss back and forth, your heartbeat races, and the spiritual fight starts. You feel like someone is trying to hurt you. You try to scream for help, but your throat is being squeezed. You wake up immediately, and it's as if nothing ever happened. Smoke and drink. You have a spiritual problem rooted deep down in your soul. Receive the help today and break this curse. You don't have to suffer alone anymore. We had it all, let it fall, the favor and the fortune. With another craving for distortion. By the day, we find a way. Birds of a feather, they fly together And I see I'm soaring from this boring cage But to break free has only been a dream It's taking away all of my energy I need a light to see so I can finally breathe I gotta find the key I've been searching for a peace of mind Right in certainty and truth I find The soul is cold when the river's empty So tell me These empty bones are dead inside Only hope keeps us alive The road is old and it's never ending These empty bones are dead inside Only hope Keeps us alive, but the soul is gold when the heart is healthy. See, all this drinking got me thirsty. I feel me breaking, I can't escape it. I can't take the shame of mercy. Mm. But I'll follow what I'm searching. Cause maybe it's suitable for moving on. Through the 
Hard to break free, it's only been a dream It's taking away all of my energy I need a light to see So I can finally find the key I've been searching for a piece I've been searching Pride and certainty and truth I've is cold The soul is cold When the river's empty Tell me These empty bones are dead inside mm-hmm. Only hope keeps us alive The road is old and it's never ending Daily Devotions Bishop Barra Fonseca. Hi there. Do you suffer from bipolar disorder? Do you have this mood swing? Do you have a short temper problem, anger problem? I have a solution for you. Do you suffer from depression, anxiety? All these problems I'm talking about are spiritual problems. The problems of the soul, anger, depression, bipolar disorder, mood swings, it is inside of you. It seems like you are a zombie. You are alive, but you are never happy. Nothing makes you happy. Nothing makes you happy. You are always unhappy, sad. You are never satisfied. I have a solution for you. The solution comes from the Word of God. If you follow this recipe, the holy recipe, your life shall never be the same. The Lord said, I will put my spirit in you, and you shall live. I will put my spirit in you, and you shall live. Not everybody that is alive is living. Not everybody that is alive is living. Like a person that is in coma in the hospital, ICU, that person is alive, but is not living, is not enjoying life. I know you are not in coma, ICU, but you are not alive. You have no pleasure in life. But when you receive the Spirit of God, once the Spirit of God comes inside of you and upon you, you shall live. I am not talking about, I am not talking about the emotions, the gospel songs, the hymns you sing in the church. I'm not talking about the church environment. I'm talking about the Holy Spirit. That will be with you wherever you go. The Holy Spirit is the Spirit of God. Is God himself inside of you. Even Jesus had to receive the Holy Spirit. When he came out of the water, a dove came. The Spirit came in a shape, in a form of a dove upon him. And Jesus, though he was a son of God, to give us the example He did receive the Holy Spirit. A body without the Holy Spirit is dead. It's just like any other weak person. Be strong. Receive the Holy Spirit. Let us read once again 
what the scripture says. I will put my spirit in you and you shall live. You shall live and you shall have a blessed life. Daily Devotions. With Bishop Barra Fonseca. Thank you for listening here on Soul Food Podcast. Stay tuned to listen to a real life story. Make sure you don't miss it and share with your friends and family. She paid her dues, she played those broken blues. Etta James and her name came from the very same truth. Skip the youth, now it's things to do. Now it's cleaning up after you, and it's the music she sings to. It's you know better than to walk in with all the sin you're holding in. They said to leave it at the door. They said pain no more. She said, but I got something I'm fighting for. What you mean pain no more? Play the chord. Melodies playing her like chess. She's taking deep breaths. She takes a beat into the chest, and there's no finesse in this stress. Demons try to tell her what's next. She says, I just want you to be blessed. Blessed. You know, and they would say, you know what? You don't have to work, no, no full-time job. You don't have to go to school. We make more money than doctors. We make more money. Yet, it was all coming with a price. I just began to store all my riches here on earth, money. And I made so much money to not see it now. And and drugs and alcohol. And I would get homeless people to go and buy alcohol for me. And, and the other hood members as well. And they would come out and not give us our money back. So we would jump them beat them to a pulp and and take our money back and and take their money and just go to some abandoned complex and just just begin to get high you know begin to drink but at that moment at school I, I bumped into this one kid right we were playing some sport I would lie if I told you what sport it was but I know that we were out in the field come to find out he was on my team I talked to him right and he lived in my street he was around my age I was a year older than him and he told me hey we should hang out it's just me and my brothers. It would be cool since we live together pretty much in the same street. So I started going to his house, right? I'll still go to the hood, but I started like making outside friends too. While other things were expected of me to take care of, responsibilities, right? And their family were, were devil worshipers. They were satanic members, which is devil worship, right? No other way to put it. No excuses. And I remember that they received me with such love, even more than the hood life, right? And, and... The dad was super nice and super sweet. Mom was like always catering to us, food, water. The structure there with their children was so beautiful. They spent time together with their kids. They were read together. Not ordinary books though, right? The Satanic Bible and the Book of Fallen Angels, I guess they would call it. We'll explain that in a moment. And they would sit, the, 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 the dad would sit with their son, with, with, you know, with my homie from, from school and read with them with his arm on them. And I'm like, wow. Things I don't even see in the church nowadays, right? And he started getting me more involved and it made me want to go even more. At least for the little bit after school until I got picked up to go back to my dad's house. The OG and all my brothers, which are the thugs. And and then it started getting weird. Then I started spending the night over there just to hang out. We'll go to school together. Things will be moving and you will hear like... Like in the doors or, or, or in the windows or scratches and I'll get scared, right? Never experiencing things like that. And they'll be like, Hey, it's okay. 
There are, there are guardians. They protect us. Well, I got scared. Yeah, I know. They're letting us know that they're here. It, you should be scared when they don't let us know when they're here. And, um, okay, so next day, I told them, hey, what's up with these guardians? Well, they protect you, you know, from anything, you know, from, from danger, from any, like, you know, any sadness, things like that, right? And I was like, who are they? These are angels in heaven, this him talking. And, and the dad will come up and reinforce with scripture, which was satanic scripture. And he will say, these are the angels that came down from heaven for us because God wouldn't do anything. God would just watch and let the downfall take us down and set its roots and just get worse for us. And next thing you know, we're destroyed from inside out and God will do nothing. And I'm like, man, God, the creator, I guess. I'm like, yeah, that's crazy. He's supposed to be a good guy. You know, he'll just keep going on with that, right? True colors. And so these angels came down because they had compassion for us and they want to help us with their supernatural power and protect us and give us, give us power to like raise more up to send them out to protect others from God because, and from other angels and things like, so he was explaining that the angels were pretty much Jesus in a sense, coming down for us to save us. Now, Paul, was this the first time that you remember hearing about God? It was. I remember going to a Catholic church um, because the only, I, I, I went in twice, you know, the first time, you know, we almost get drowned by the, by the, by the preacher, you know, and the baptism, you know, and then the second time was because my mom wanted it out of addiction. She didn't want to drink no more. And we would do the same old rituals, you know, you know, get on our knees, everybody repeat, you know, go looking for God rather than understanding that God's here looking for me, right? relationship other than that that's my first time hearing you know about demonic and i didn't know about jesus and nothing like that it was mi diosito santo that's all i knew so what would someone my age or even you do if you didn't know god and you're going through beatings and and depression and addiction and and low self-esteem and you're told that you're worthless, right? You shouldn't even been born and and things like that, right? You know that you're a piece of trash and you're gonna grow up to go to prison one day and you know that's what you know uh, uh, my sisters from my mom's side told me once because the lifestyle I was living, you're gonna go to prison, you're gonna die in prison. That's who you're gonna be. Just just prophesied negative things over me, right? Glory to God that I'm here now and and um, what'd you do? If you heard that there's an angel, not knowing the truth, that came down from heaven that can protect you, I sought after it. And I told this man, I would like protection at my home because I get beat really bad. I don't have food to eat. I eat in the cafeteria. I beat up other little kids and take their food because I'm still hungry because they won't just give it to me. So if I mean to them, they'll give it to me and I just need help. And he said, I'm sorry you're going through that. Look at son first time someone called me son sit down and then he put his arm around me and my buddies all the brothers are walking around right well he one was four years younger than than the one i knew you know they wouldn't even bother me they were so okay with it and he would tell me this is a book with so many angels and they will help you if you call on them they will be there but it comes with the price so what is it that you have to dedicate your life to them if they're helping you out of the goodness of their heart, why would you turn away from them? That's like not appreciating them and they're angels and you have to give something up. Like, what do you mean? Just bring me anything that you love. It can be whatever it is. So I'll bring my little Power Rangers. I remember the first Power Ranger episode. I'll bring it to them, the, the, my most treasured possession. It could have been a toy. It could have been whatever. They don't care. You just have to give whatever you love the most. 
And he exchanged it for that book. And he said, read this page, read that page, read that page five, six times until you feel peace. So I read this page and a half of this angel that protects against pain and anger and everything else that has that's affiliated with, with what causes depression and fear. And in the end, I had to recite this. It was so wicked, pretty much telling it to come up and come into my life that, like you do with Jesus. It was, it was such a replicated image of the Bible. It was disgusting. I would read it and my hairs would stand up. And you have to invite them into, the, into your heart, right? Open the door of your heart. He would always say that to everybody. Pretty much connect. He said that to your kids, you know, feel. And things got worse. You know, in my house, my radio, those old school Sony radios with the boom boxes and the knobs. Ooh, I love those. It would turn on into like a heavy metal radio station. My door would have scratches. So I'll recite more scripture, more, more satanic scripture and read more pages in regards to like protection against evil spirits. And soon after, I would see six super huge demonic figures. I can see the body outline like I can see you right now, but I couldn't see a face. I would have this paralysis over my body that I couldn't move. It was hard for me to breathe. I would... Like if something was like pushing in my chest, right? I would see the sides of my bed pressed down and and I'll close my eyes and I'll try to scream, Amma, Amma. But it was like if I couldn't speak, fear. And I'll let a squeal out or a scream out. Here comes my mom running, very upset, right? Hungover. Why are you screaming? And... I started telling her about this and I started, she started taking me to Catholic churches and it'll get worse. I'll go to Christian churches, some that still stand now, they'll pray over me, wouldn't go away. And I don't remember none of the message. I, it was like if I had earplugs on uh, when I was in church, I couldn't remember nothing. I can barely even hear nothing. I don't remember ever hearing about the name of Jesus. Like if the demonic entities were like trying to hinder that, right? When a lot of people think that demons can't come into the church, nothing worked. I went back and talked to him and he said, well, this is bad. You know, it seems like you're under attack. We need to give a sacrifice. And they said that they did it weekly. So he says, come on the weekend, on a Saturday, I don't work. And I'll go over there and the house was empty. And I'll go. And the dad opened the door. Oh, come in, son. I'm like, hey, thank you. We would walk to the backyard and there was just the satanic like a, a pentagon right pentagram and there was what one two three four five spots corners and he would sit down and, and and then my buddy and his brother would sit in the other corners and the other brother was nowhere nowhere to be found i, I never asked where he was or whatever so i'll be lying to you if i told you where he was he was like look it was perfect there's a place for you right there, which was in the bottom two corners of the pentagram, right? And I would sit there and it was red. It was gunky. It looked like blood, but really bright blood. But I can't tell you that it was blood because I didn't see them lay it out. But it, I'll tell you what, I'm almost positive it was blood. Sit down. So I'll sit down and he will stand in the middle, say a bunch of stuff, satanic stuff. And then he will move to his corner, right? Which was the top, like the tip of the star right at the top, which signifies the head of the sacrifice, which I've never talked to him after, like a couple weeks after th this happened, he gets, he goes inside, he gets a cat and he says, you know, to be able to be blessed in this life, we must sacrifice life. He would get the cat. He got the cat. You know, a cat was friendly, super nice. He grabbed it by the top of the head. And I remember that he, he kind of did this, which was putting the head, the, the, you know, the cow's like this. And he went like that. 
grabbing the arms like this pretty much and hands right here and then he just snapped it he would just thank the devil he would call him god uh lord and he would thank him for this life that's gonna inherit all of our wrongful doings and blah 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 and all this other trash and he stabbed it like upwards i remember this he got the candy stabbed it upwards just blood gushing out and just like, you know, in many false religions, they sprinkle holy water on people, right? He was sprinkling that on his wife and on the boys. Like, he'll walk and he'll just do this and he'll just do that. And he'll do this and he'll do that. He'll do this and he'll do that. And then he got to me and he says, Lord, this kid is suffering hunger, abuse. He's being tormented by the evil spirits. I just felt like it was so wrong. And taking into account that I was reading this satanic Bible, I was with them and being coached and discipled because they make disciples like they take no breaks. And I was being discipled by this man and everything was okay. I was completely receptive to it all. But this one thing was like, this is wrong. It was hard to breathe. And I don't know if you ever felt that when something goes wrong, it's you're like, <gasps> like I'm, I'm leaving, you know? And I stayed there. And we finished it. He drank a little bit of the blood, you know, and um, I was just shocked, you know, and it was over. I got up. I went to go shower in his house. He gave me another outfit. He kept my outfit. He washed it, returned it the next day. I didn't want to go back over there. I knew that it was wrong what happened because if this is really a good God and, you know, which is the devil and the angels are here to protect me, why would you kill this cat? Not knowing, right? a lot of, uh, uh, of the meaning of it and what they were replicating, you know, because the Bible says that the devil's an imitator, right? And then that's when things got nasty. I started getting bruises in my body. My back would burn really bad and I'll have scratches. I cried to my mom for help and that's when she slowed down a little bit in drinking, still being an alcoholic because she would, she would see me, right? Really like suffering and afraid and I had no answer. I didn't know what to think. I didn't know what to feel. I don't know what to do. And back in the hood, the, the, the OG, right? We're just talking about the Santa Muerte. Like, we're worshiping the wrong God. You know, that's, that's satanic. But hey, you know, if it, if it helps you and Santa Muerte too, and all these false gods are being thrown at my face. And I was looking for an answer my whole life to never really understand how I can come to a point to understand that there's a way out, like the Bible says. R.I.P. Buried in a box of wood cut down from a tree. More than six foot tall, now six foot deep. R.I.P. Rewind it, please. They say on the 10th of October 2015, we lost the day one. Mommy even said I can't believe this happened to my son. And there goes this life down the drain and I feel the pain each and every day knowing what was done. It's mad. It's sad. It's been five years since we lost him, and I marvel because he was taken from us too soon. He was an iron man, never wanted to be told what to do, but he had a little fury and he used to nick from the shop. No wonder everyone called him G1 because he had a vision to never get done, and he always moved low-key. We watched him grow with his friends, transforming from boys to men. He ran the estate, but it looks like we've reached the end of the road and we'll love you more than you'll ever know. I know. You know, but do you remember? Remember what? The time we spent together with him. Of course I do. In the parties, when he would grab a fine wine and all his boys would take notes. Because when that tune would come on... <laughs> 
And then after he would take that girl and Addison Lee was my number seven on the alphabet and you bet he enjoyed it. But why did he have to die, man? Why did he have to go? He was in the wrong place at the wrong time. He got moved to by one guy and I can't lie, I wish it didn't happen. It was good. He asked him a couple of questions and that was the moment we wished he never got moved by them, making some exchange. So what's your number? His girlfriend told him, promise me you'll never hang around with them. But he didn't listen. He kept her voice underground. He promised her they would have a crystal palace. And we didn't bank that his Barbie can get him to act on leaving them because they kept barking at him. If only he listened. Four months and he was still connected. Why did he have to connect for? Why did he have to pick up when they called him? He chilled with them nearly seven days, making one week, correction. Making us week. They would usher him and then you made a U-turn and then you let it burn. Then you broke up with your girl. Then you told the Lord, these, these are, are my, my confessions. confessions. But he battled for his life, day and night. But I'm guessing it was God's plan. But I'm upset because his girl came back and said, David, do you love me? You said you'd never leave me. It was non-stop. Remember when you were the hotline bling? You used to put in the work, work, work. And now you're standing here saying life is good? Don't you miss him? It's like you're moving like you're... Someone else? R.I.P. You're not buried in a box of wood cut down from a tree. More than 10 feet tall, some say buried in the sea. R.I.P. Yo, you've been standing there for a long time, you know. You good? Yes, but only a few people know. Know what? About his death. How did he die? Some say he drowned, but I put an end to it. An end to what? My old self. The sleepless nights, self-harming, addictions, anger. How did you do that? A simple decision on the 10th of October 2015. In fact, that day that guy spoke to me on the street. Yo, what's good? I buried the enemy. My mum was proud. She said, I can't believe this happened to my son. He's a new man. Letting go of my girlfriend wasn't easy. I had to put the negativity aside and abide from what I heard because she wasn't helping me. But today I'm happy. There's a clear before and after. Filled with laughter, joy, peace, something that can't be contained. But every day I have to be valiant. People want me to come back, but I won't go back, I can't go back. Even though he's down there, always trying to resurrect every day, I will be valiant. And thanks to these guys from the VYG, it was great they spoke to me on the street. I'm keeping my old self down there. R.I.P. You're not buried in a box of wood cut down from a tree. You're now less than an inch tall, some say buried in the sea. R.I.P. Remember, it's price. Thank you for listening in. That's all the soul food we have to share today. Stay tuned to the next episode on soul food and keep your notifications on. Share each episode with your friends and family to feed their souls. Give the food that lasts forever. Mm-hmm.